Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm with some wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Welcome, everybody. This is Man Up Podcast, podcast number 125. Hard to believe, yes, and me too. And we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. You'll probably be in blue because that's water. But find Texas. Southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we are. Sugarland, Texas. Now, <clears throat> what we have here, if this is your first time, and you might have found us on iHeartRadio, which we're new on there, and thank you very much. We're also on iTunes. You can find all of our podcasts, all 124 of them, and this one, 125, on SoundCloud. That's where we archive everything. And also, if you wanted to get a hold of us, we have a website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Man-Up. So we're kind of hidden, and, but if you want to get a hold of us, that would be awesome. What we have here, we're just, we're just men, and like I said in our opening, uh, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, except that we have Pastor Post here again. But this is the No Church Answer Tour, so if Larry gives out a church answer, we're going to call him out, so don't you worry about that. What we're doing is we basically go through different studies. And just think of yourself, if you're a man out there and you have, you're a spiritual guy, maybe you like going to church, maybe you just want more meaning out of your life, and you're tired of talking about the score of the last game or what restaurant you're going to go eat at. If that kind of stuff is just superfluous, you're at the right place because that's what we are. Think of yourself as the wanderer, Kwai Chang, going through life trying to get meaning. And this is a spiritual oasis with guys that for one hour, about one hour a week, we go through a scripture lesson and we talk about it in a panel discussion. This is discussions you can't have anywhere else. I guarantee you, I look forward to this every week. It's absolutely awesome. And we are going through the Baptist Way Press, which is Connect 360. And what they do is they have different booklets. And we're in study of the Ten Commandments. And I thought it was just going to be dry and boring, but I'm telling you, this has basically shaken me to my foundation about the different stuff that we talk about. And what we do is we have a basic panel discussion. We go around the room and we do a brief overview of the lesson. And we understand men are busy, and maybe you just want to listen to that, and then you've got to run off and do something else, your circle of influence, pick up some kids, do whatever. We understand that. But then we read the scripture and then we dive deeper in it. And what we've tried to do with this group, my name is Bill Cox and I'm the host. I'm basically a writer, an actor, kind of a Mr. Gloss kind of thing. I really, I'm, I'm excellent at being mediocre. You know, I'm one of those guys that when I got a C on my test, awesome, I didn't think I'd score that high. So if you're one of those kind of guys, you'll probably identify with me. But today, we also have Mr. Steve Titch, who's a regular. 
He's a world-class policy writer, but also a professional gambler. We also have Pastor Larry Post. We don't normally have pastors here, but he's been dropping in. and We gave him a pass, let him in again. <clears throat> he actually, at one time, was a finance guy and then became a pastor. And then we also have an attorney who's also a prosecutor, Michael Cropper, we call him the judge, and he's here as well. And I am basically just a salesman. And so you get all these different points of view of the same thing. You might identify with one more than the other. And that's what makes this a dynamic podcast for men of faith that just want a spiritual oasis. They just want to be rained down to help them on their journey. And I believe this is uh, this is commandment six, isn't it? Isn't that correct? <clears throat> you shall not murder. So this is probably going to be a pretty easy one for us because uh, you shall not murder. I was thinking about that. That entails uh, our children too. Well, right, right. <laughs> that entails war, capital punishment, mercy killing, euthanasia, suicide, a little thing like abortion, and uh, and then your garden variety murder. So we'll probably have all that stuff oh. solved in like uh, 40 minutes. <laughs> right, fellas? <laughs> we'll cover it. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll get it, we'll get it all covered. And so I just, now that I've introduced the panel that's here, I just want to introduce the panel that is not here. Deacon Kyle, Kyle Trahan, an insurance guy. Now you talk about, how is this for a scam? It is beautiful weather in Houston, Texas, which is essentially where we are right now. Kyle is out working in the field somewhere, has a camper, so he's mixed camping with working. Not a bad gig, so he's not going to be here this week. And the professor, Robert Koshu, if you've been following along, see, my, my, my wife is a contractor, so we do remodels all the time. Robert had a huge, essentially flood or something in his house. He's been out of his house for like eight months. And so he's finally moving back in. And so that's not that's why he's not here. And so if you guys are listening to us on the podcast a little bit later on, we're thinking about you. We're not necessarily talking bad about you. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with a brief overview and start with when you talk about murder, you got to start with the judge. You bet your Michael life. Cropper. You bet your life. <laughs> uh, folks, we've been talking, as Bill said, about the other five commandments on thou shalt not murder. My, my point I'd like to bring up here right at first, folks, is there is a difference between murder and killing. And uh, Oh, already, I don't know already the semantics start. Oh, yes. You bet your life. You bet your life. Uh, folks, a murder is the unlawful, premeditated killing of a human being by another human being. Okay? Unlawful, premeditated means you planned it out, means you thought it out, or you had such a hate for the, for, hatred for the individual that you, you actually had or, a forethought about doing it to the person. Okay? And there's a big distinction like that in the Old Testament or for that between uh, planning someone's death and accidentally someone dying. 
Well, this book says you shall not murder, but isn't the commandment thou shall well, not kill? Well, that, can, I, can I ring in a yeah, little bit with that? Okay, yes, I'm just very briefly, because yeah, every, there are students, yeah. the King James Version has, and, and I'm not going to get too scholarly, but I looked this up, the, the actual, in Hebrew, that, that verse, 2013, is simply two words, lo ratzach, um, which which now is translated essentially no murder. And the reason that the Rasak word was always there in Hebrew, but over the earlier, you know, archaic translations, translated as kill, but if you, uh, scholars now and, and updated, I would say updated translations, later translations, like the NIV, which we tend to use, says you shall not murder, uh, because in context throughout the Old Testament, that word appears, ratzach, more to match That's what good. Mike's definition just was. In fact, yeah, we've got, I've got some more references in Deuteronomy we can come to later. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to start off that because there has been some confusion in our society that mm -hmm. thou shall not kill. We've heard that commandment, mm -hmm. thou shalt not murder, spoken many mm -hmm. times as thou shalt not kill. And it's much deeper to that. And I, I look forward to talking about it again. Mm -hmm. Steve, I'm so glad you looked that up because I didn't take time to look up uh, the Hebrew translation uh, okay. of it. Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to going there. Yeah, Steve, you're uh, uh, basic. Well, I'll, right. I'll pick up where, where, you, where you're definitely going with that. Now, um, the, uh, in June 2013, um, the Pope, uh, Pope Francis uh, said um, in, an, in an address... Um, quote, this is a quote, human life, the person, are no longer felt to be primary values to be respected and protected, especially if they are poor or disabled, if they are not yet useful, like an unborn child, or no longer useful, like an old person. He said, and then, then jumping ahead, he said, basically he said, um, that some homeless people freeze to death on the street, that is not news. On the other hand, a drop of 10 points in the stock markets of some cities is a tragedy. That is how people are thrown away. We people are thrown away as if we are trash. And that in many ways is where we stand right now. Um, human life throughout this world right now is, is cheap. Um, we, you know, we think we've got it all here in the West, and but to some extent, a lot of places in the world, you look around today, uh, human lives are considered expendable. And um, you, you mentioned a lot of the issues that pertain to that, and, and we'll take it from there. I look at this, and I'm, I, I absolutely admit I'm a simple guy. And quite simply, to me, it boils down to this. Don't inflict your will. God will inflict his. You, in, you inflict your own will by murdering. Whether you, whether you murder someone, whether you commit suicide and murder yourself, or if it's abortion, you're murdering the unborn. You're... In, you're putting your will above God's will. That's... And somebody else's will. And so, or in so, right, right. Your, yeah, your values are better than God's value. 
I mean, to, to me, I mean that to me that's kind of basically the core of it that goes that runs through all of this. But anyway, Pastor Post, your uh, basic overview of this lesson. Well, as as a lot of us have said, to me this one is an extremely complex issue. I mean, it's uh, what four or five words: "Thou shall not murder." I mean, four, four, four. So. On the one hand, you would say, well, there's a biblical imperative there, as, some, as you said, God's will, but there's also, on the other hand, what I kind of call the sinful reality of life, because we're, we're told not to murder, but kind of goes back to what, what the judge was talking about, that if someone breaks into your house, are you not supposed to protect yourself? Yeah, Sufficient absolutely. to the point of taking a life to protect your own life, your family's life, maybe your friend's life, maybe protect your property, whatever that circumstance dictates. So I think there's not just two isolated extremes or two extremes in this. I think that there's an awful lot of not so gray area in the middle, but there's there's stuff in the middle that really is implied in this. But I also agree that there is implied in those four words a very strong premeditation context, if you will. But there's also the watchword I think here kind of goes what you're talking about, Bill, to a little bit is got to remember love your neighbor as yourself right okay and with that uh, you got to read the text I got to read I got to read the scripture <laughs> I you know what that's I have been loving that part of this do we, and do we have time yeah I think we do <laughs> and I'm going to be channeling Charlton Heston from the, I think it was what 1964 oh, the no, 10 commandments oh, okay. 56 56 <laughs> wow he was a young pup huh you shall not murder. Exodus 20:13. When I think about that, though, um, I I had I was in the military, and we were trained, and I didn't think of that as murder. I lived on a farm. We slaughtered animals. I didn't think of that as murder. I didn't think of meat as murder. I right. think it's somewhere in between, and and, yeah. and uh, could I read a couple of scriptures or you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it. we'll go in and then we'll start breaking those down. I think okay. you've got a great point mm -hmm. that we were going to discuss. But before you do, let oh me sure, go ahead. Go, ahead, go I ahead. I think you have to draw a very stark distinction, though, between the killing of an animal for food, as opposed to the taking of a life, a human life, because I think that's. That, I mean, God tells us that yeah. we are supposed to kill the animals. I mean, you look at the early, in Genesis we see that, but also in, uh, we see that in the New Testament where uh, Peter sees the sheep coming mm -hmm. down from heaven and he basically tells him that nothing God created is unclean. So I think there's a distinction there that, that we have to draw. I'm sorry, okay. go ahead. No, 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 no you made That's a point. church answer, but I'm going to go with that, Larry. Pastor okay. Larry. Bill brought up really basic five issues that our author of this mm -hmm. lesson 
will bring to us. And uh, the first, and he really spends a little more time on abortion than he does the other four, but he does bring the other four up, and we're going to address those, and Bill pointed those out, and that's simply, is, is, is killing during war murder? Is killing yourself suicide murder, right? I'm asking simple, simple questions, which Bill referred to. Is taking of a life capital punishment murder when you take the person's life who kills somebody else premeditated? Okay, then the fourth one, uh, a person dying, you unplug his machine, say, in, in a hospital. Mercy killing. A mercy killing. Would that be, could you consider that uh, a murder? And then finally, the, the abortion, I think. I think I named all five of them right there. So, real, before we break all these down, start going into our favorites, whatever we want to talk about. Favorite word. <laughs> favorite. Favorite. This must be Halloween. You must be a judge. All right. Well, yeah. well my favorite murder is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Yeah, I did mean it that way. And, you know. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to two, Deuteronomy 19, and these are just two examples. There are more throughout Deut Deuteronomy and Le uh, Leviticus, I think. Deuteronomy 19, 4 and 5. And, uh,. The, the Lord, in fact, going to verse 3, he says, You shall prepare roads for yourself and divide into three parts the territory of the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, that any manslayer may flee there. And he's telling the, uh, the Israelite, the 12 tribes, as they receive their land, they're to actually prepare three sanctuary cities. He'll go into that a little later. And the reason we'll discuss in just, pardon me, I'll read to you in just a moment. He says, and this is the case where a manslayer may flee there. This is the case, the manslayer who flees there, that he may live. Whoever kills his neighbor unintentionally, very important folks, not having hated him in the past, right? So a lot of this is attitude, okay? And as when a man goes to the woods when his neighbor, with his neighbor to cut lumber or timber, and his hand swings a stroke with the axe to cut down a tree, and the head slips from the handle of the axe he's swinging, and it strikes his neighbor so that he dies, he shall flee to one of those cities and live until they deal with the, the judgment later. They talk about that there, later. There's a, there, if I, go there's ahead, actually, go ahead, that, go ahead, that already even gets to something about this injunction that raises issues. God... God has Moses create, you know, they're, they're planning out the promised land. Creates these kind of, I don't, refuge cities. Yeah. So facts could be found out. Because in that culture, you, and actually that's the scripture describes an accident, an unfortunate accident. The guy's chopping wood, the handle flies off, hits the other guy in the head, died. Clearly no premeditation. Yes, the other yes, family yes, though, in this, in this type of culture, the other family could, oh, let's kill that guy for doing that. That Moses and and and. and through, I guess God through Moses sets out. You you love this stuff. <laughs> Basically, the the accused can go and to a to a city, and, and I didn't call them sanctuary cities. I called them refugee cities. So yes. there, the facts could be learned. Yes. They, they were. That's he wasn't true. going to escape. He was essentially the passion going, dies go, down. Yes, and and, and uh, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no. Okay, and, Steve's and saying this. I left out one scripture. Yeah, no. yeah, Pastor Price. Go ahead. And though it takes the revenge mode of it out of yes. it, like you were talking yes. about. Yes. Well, well, the the very next. Yeah. The next scripture says, uh, so that if the the handle, uh, the head flies off the axe mm -hmm. and he dies, he can flee there, lest the avenger of the blood, mm -hmm. while his anger is hot, pursue the manslayer and overtake him. 
because the way is long and kill him though he's not deserving of death since he had not hated the victim in the past. Right. So you've got the anger factor mm -hmm. that comes in from a family member more than likely. Okay? And then the second way that God makes very clear, and, there's, and again, this is just one of the examples, he says, but if anyone hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises up against him, and strikes him mortally so that he dies, and he and he flees to one of these cities, then the elders of the city mm -hmm. shall send and bring him from there and deliver him over to the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die. Your eye shall not pity him, but you shall put away the guilt of the innocent blood from Israel that it may go well with you. So God gets involved with this totally. Totally. It is a matter of a uh, 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 life being sanctified to God and holy. He's very clear about that. And then he says, now, that later on you'll read what Steve mentioned earlier. When he's in that city, if a man murders another man, flees to the city, they do take time and they judge the facts. And when they decide that this guy is actually murdered, they send him back so that he can be put to death. So this commandment basically is a straightforward about your basic garden variety murder. Intent, motive... Whatever, okay, but it it I mean it's not talking about like abortion, whether it's selfish or that kind of thing, or mental illness for suicide, or duty for war, or loyalty for euthanasia. I got first of my I got my first of my I'll I'll call it a question because I know people look at this, say, this, these, these verses and say, well, the Bible endorses capital punishment. And you can come away with that opinion. But now I'm going to give it the Christian spin. Because in policy circles where I write, we have, when it comes to policy, we have something that's called externalities. Basically, things that pop up that affect the principle behind or the law behind the so my question is, though the Bible seems to sanction capital punishment, would Jesus today approve of how we are handling it? And I'll, I'll just throw out these. This is, this is from, this is, this is from, this is all, this is our hometown, Harris County. 55% of the people on death row from Harris County were black, while only 35% were white. Um... Among death row, among people in death row from Harris County, who um, uh, seventy-three percent were black and thirteen percent were white, you had you have more of a chance. Where's this? Yeah, here we is. This is a good one. Twenty-two percent of black defendants who kill white victims are sentenced to death. Three percent of white defendants who kill black victims are sentenced to death. So, despite this. Biblical injunction. Are we are we are we using it in a moral, correct way? Well, you're asking how are we applying and, and, it? Yes, are we applying the it? The way that you and, can apply morality to the way um, you're saying, but because because right. it seems it's being applied unequally. Uh, and, I would and, absolutely <laughs> disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> and and the and the reason why, man, I'm sorry, this podcast isn't any longer. <laughs> But I'm talking about if, if you're talking about racial uh, racial quotas and stuff, I don't think that has anything to do with it. No, I'm talking I think, about racial quotas. I, I'm I think that. I think of how many were those totally vicious 
murderous crimes that went to death row? I would say basically all of them. Oh, except for the few that have, several who have been reopened because of DNA evidence, because of things. No, right. I'm not, I'm, but no, but that's your, I'm not arguing that, that I'm sure people who were put to death were put to death for reasons uh, that I'm not going to defend. The problem is, is that if you're poor, you're a minority, you're going to get crap representation. You're probably going to, you know, there's a more of a chance of you being executed for your crime than you're white and wealthy. That is pretty much borne out in the stats. And if you're going to argue in favor of capital punishment, you have to confront that. Now, were your stats from, where were they from? They were from the state of Texas? From, from Harris County. That was a Harris County. That was from actually a case. That was the Gary Graham case. Um, and, and so, I mean, this, that, that case ultimately lost. It was, it was, brought, okay, it was, okay. it was a civil rights case okay. brought, against, brought on behalf of a black man on death row, Gary Graham. That, that, that case was lost, but that, those, those data came from that. The earlier data also came from... Um, uh, McCleskey versus Kemp. I'll, I'm going to cite the case. That was that was a capital punishment case that went to the Supreme Court. You know what's pretty amazing? I thought we'd be going down the. Okay, abortion, I didn't want to. Oh, well, well, we got that. We'll see. We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> get him off this. Oh, I'm off. I'm off. Uh, I'm off. Okay. I just that's that's the easy part. I this, all right. Well, hold on. No, we need to take our hard break. This is Man Up Podcast. Podcast number one twenty-five. Wow. Uh, hard break. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, except Pastor Post, who's here. We're just regular guys. And this is podcast number 125. If you've been following along, we have been in the study of the Ten Commandments. And wow, this has been something else. I, I'm i just one of those guys. I, I never, I don't really, a Christian guy. I've been going to church pretty much my whole life. Uh, this is probably only maybe the... Maybe the first time I've actually really studied the Ten Commandments and had a, this kind of lively discussion about it. So, um, and we are in this is uh, Commandment number six: You shall not murder. And we have Judge Michael Cropper, who's a attorney and a prosecutor. We have Mr. Steve Titch here, who is also a policy writer and a bit of a gambler. My name is Bill Cox. I'm the host. I'm just kind of a writer and salesman kind of guy, and I'm just kind of flying along with this. And we have also Pastor Post, who was a finance guy in a previous life, but now he's a, he's a pastor and joining us today. You shall not murder, and we've been talking about capital punishment when I thought that this might be going into the abortion debate, and uh, so we may end up there uh, next. But my, and what Michael 
proper, the judge has said previously, is that it's about intent, intentionally murdering someone, as opposed with killing for duty, killing out of loyalty, which I call mercy killing, um, and, or killing for meat, which is what God ordained for us to use all the resources in the about the earth that he's provided for us. Mr. Steve Titch also brought up about capital punishment and how it is unequally uh, applied, applied uh, particularly in our own county. And so that's the thing about us. Uh, we don't basically shy away from nothing. We talk, we talk about it right here, and we're glad you're listening. So I want to go ahead and let uh, Steve continue on with uh, what he was saying. Well, I, 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 well, we can move on. I, um, I, I've said what I wanted to say, so, okay. so we've got a prosecutor here. And I mean, I mean there, there, several of these arguments are linked, but, but I've said my... I have one sort of an observation question. In statistics like that, I wonder, one, are the statistics representative not of a misapplication or a skewed application of justice, capital punishment in this case, but are they more representative of just simply the mix that mix of population, meaning that minorities, and whether they be black or Mexican or whatever the minority is, are the is that population mix represented by those statistics? Well, you you've got I mean prison population would would account for that, but this is a situation where let's take the people who were accused of murder. Mm -hmm. And take all those defendants and figure out, you know, who got, you know, who got death, who got the death penalty, and who didn't. Who got whacked and so, who so, avoided so, it. So, so, you know, you got you got a higher percentage of black defendants being executed f than than you have a higher than you have a percentage of white defendants. Okay. okay. That's so. So there's it's it's a case. Yeah. Obviously, there are probably more, unfortunately, more minorities and blacks, uh, you know, who are who are. Convicted of various crimes, but there's there. But then when you start to look at the universe as the way the the sentences are are, are put, you, you look at the percentages, and you look at the fact that if you're white, you have a you you have far less a chance of, of getting. And then, it, but then the second observation goes back to your kind of I guess your original point is capital punishment and other adjudicated means of punishment, whatever. Is it being properly applied in the way that God originally intended? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's the Christian question. I think yeah, that's I, I, okay. I way, to, way to bring it on back, Larry. All right, <laughs> bring it on back. And I would simply offer this: Jesus originally said that we are supposed to be subject to the government in place, whether that be local or state or national or whatever it is. But I think inherent in that mandate, if you will, is, the, is a just and righteous administration uh, by the officials, and I don't know that we necessarily have that nowadays. I think that more and more there is a strong influence by Satan 
on the officials, whether they, no matter what they, what level they are. And I think that sin rears its ugly head in many forms, notwithstanding the administration of ju justice in whether it be capital punishment or any other crime. Well, that, I think that's a factor that we can't overlook. That was way over my head, Larry. I'm just thinking this. I'm a lot simpler than that. This, to me, you shall not murder. As a person goes through life, and we have free will, we are to, to dial it back to where we are not God. So we are not to abort children because God created them. We are not to commit suicide because we are not to possess that power over our own body. We are not to do euthanasia and mercy killing and to uh, capital punishment. And and we're not to kill our neighbor. Sanctity. That's right. The sanctity of life. I mean, and, yeah. and and that that is the that's the goal throughout your life. These commandments are not. I mean, we all look at them as if we're throwing out rules for other people. Whereas the reality is, these are rules for us to live by. Each each of us individually. Um. I probably would have killed somebody when I was in the Navy if I had to shoot them. If I was in, if I was in war, I'll admit to that. Um, I haven't had to do any uh, mercy killing, but I have had to slaughter. I and I've been depressed at times, but I've never uh, wanted to commit suicide. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think I've, that's I've got a couple of things to. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Because, because and, and and again, I, I'll. Um, on being in the military, let, 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 let's start with that, because that's that's not that difficult. But because at, at the soldiering level, you're you're obeying orders. That's what you're trained to do. Uh, you know, there are wars where you're dealing with the defense of your nation, the defense of your way of life. Uh, you look at World War Two. Uh, you you and after that, it becomes policy. I mean, you look back in history. Was the Vietnam War the same type of war World War II was, or we were, or, or was U.S. intervention there, attempting to hold up a a an aging colonial structure? Uh, you know what what is what is the mission, and are there moral and immoral wars? Uh, I would say, I would say when you're talking about the defense of your nation, and you're kind of brought this up back to your the idea of defense of your own life. In your own house, mm -hmm. yeah. there's there's justification there. Now to, to get into the more difficult stuff, there's stuff in 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 the Old Testament. We've covered it where you know we've talked about it in past. God order God told Saul to eliminate all the Amalekites, yep. right. and Saul didn't, yeah. and he, he did. paid a he paid a price. He told the children of Israel to yeah. completely wipe out the and, land of Canaan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you you great. Great point, Steve. The uh, the fact is, and, and I want to come back to attitude here. Mm -hmm. I don't think any soldier wants to go over and kill the other person. 
I don't know. It's duty. It's it's duty. Absolutely. Right. And and Mm -hmm. again, you look at this, and God identifies murder with premeditated Mm -hmm. planning and hatred toward the other individual. Mm -hmm. So war, in this case, as Steve has pointed out, in World War II and World War One, we either killed because we're protecting our fellow nations, Mm -hmm. allies, or we were trying to protect ourselves. Okay, that was not the attitude of premeditated murder, uh, planning and, mm-hmm. and revenge or, or whatever. To me, it's, uh, it was, uh, uh, it's the attitude. Mm-hmm. It comes back to your attitude. Yeah, right, stand, I agree with that. From the standpoint of war, there's two sides. If, the, if your intent on war is to either increase your, your wealth or your property, <laughs> land holdings, mm-hmm. right. that's murder. And you go to mm-hmm. war to do that. If you are defending yourself against that type of aggression, aggression yes. that's not murder. It, yes. it, it, the two sides of that coin, one is and one is not. There's aggression yes. in yes. defense. Yes, I agree. Uh, um, now, go ahead. Yes, because I do want because I got I got some thoughts on suicide yeah. and mercy. Yeah, and yeah, this is this right. is this is now. I'll start because we're I think we're coming to an understanding um, that sometimes well. A lot in many cases, many more than we think there are, suicide is the result of clinical depression. And the result, even though the person dies by their own hand, it's equivalent to cancer killing someone. They're just not in their right mind when they're making that decision. And this, our church was touched by that directly through our previous pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we've come, I think, and I think, I think it's good, and, I, and, and even ironically, uh, uh, Phil gave sermons about this, uh, about that, and, and it, the church, I hope, is coming to a point where, as I think back 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, addiction was viewed as a moral failing. It is viewed as a disease now. It is a view that it can be treated. It should be, it should be handled with mercy, love, affection, and treatment, and, and, and really help that person overcome that addiction. Depression, and, and it's a tough one because it's so hard to see, especially in men. Um, Absolutely. Suicide often is the result of that. I, I do have some numbers on that as well. I prepared for this, that, um, that a large percentage of, of, um, of suicides are the result of clinical depression. Um, people I, who, have, people who, have, who have survived the attempt and gotten help have later said, thank, thank God or thankful that I did not kill myself. Yeah. Three, I, I can just tell you my own experience here at this church. Uh, four suicides that I have worked the memorial services for, that I, people I knew. Three were men, one was a woman. So, uh, 25%. So, what, would, 75% what we're saying here, essentially, Steve, is any thought that you might have suicide fitting into a murder category is completely negated by intent here. Again, when we come back to Tanner and Adam, right. we believe that the person is suffering mentally, and mm-hmm. that negates an intent. And in fact, murder is defined mm-hmm. as killing another, not yourself. But it's also, it's, viewed, but, it's not, it's, it's really not, I, I'm going to be honest here, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think God approves of it. I don't, I don't no, think, I don't, I agree. I don't I, but I also, and, and, and let me throw this out, this is what I'm reading, whether, even if, if somebody commits suicide in their right mind, they're still, and there's, 
if they've, if they've made their confession, they are not damned for all eternity. Um, suicide, the act of suicide, even committed consciously, does not close you off from the presence of God. You're forgiven. Yeah. Um, but the other part of that is that it, what, for the survivors, it is not necessarily the case that that person who committed suicide did so as an act, as, as in a sinful act. They, they, it, 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 and the more it sounds, it sounds in many cases, it is because of a of a mental disease, mental right. illness. Okay, now that we've uh, now that we've uh, one, we've one, solved one real, quick, uh, uh, one real quick point, kind of following okay. up on what Steve was saying, he made the comment that even if you commit suicide in your right in your you're in a sound mind, right. see, I don't know that that's even possible. <laughs> I think if you commit suicide you are emotionally distressed, you are emotionally disturbed to that point where you are you falling. Can't think long, I, uh, you cannot think logically. I only totally disagree with that, Larry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to go ahead, and since we've pretty much solved suicide, let's go ahead and solve abortion in the next couple of minutes that we have here. Um, because that is such a hot-button item. Now, if you use what uh, the judge says, or what he said earlier about the premeditation and the hating of it, um, you, you would pretty much say that the uh, vast majority of abortions would not be murder. Uh, and what, which element are you talking about dismissing there? Uh, the the element of of self hate of hatred of hatred. Whereas I think the vast majority of the time it is the uh, living the person putting their own will over their body as opposed with letting God's will for their body and life go. It's a very self selfish choice. I would agree with well, you. Well, I mean, However, I mean, selfish. It sounds it sounds negative. It's a it's a person that I mean, it's you, you see what I'm saying. I mean, when you say selfish, you, you think of someone that's just a snot nosed brat. Whereas actually, that person is taking control of that decision selfishly, as opposed with allowing okay. what God has allowed to happen in their body. Let that I'm gonna, happen. I'm going to go and say, I mean, first I'm going to note the irony of four guys talking about. Oh, especially old guys. <laughs> four guys. Old guys, I, too, I man. I think, Thanks, thing, I think, Bill. I think, I, I'm going to do a right turn. Everybody's, I know all those kind of more little guys are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abortion's wrong. Uh, abortion's biblically wrong. Okay. I think it's immoral. I, I, I'm troubled. What troubles me most um, is that the culture views this now as something to be celebrated. And that, oh, that, yeah. that idea of uh, abortion is a sad thing. And, and, and I'm going to say, and sometimes it's necessary. Uh, sometimes a woman feels they have no choice about it. But for goodness sake, selling this idea as empowering, as liberating, I'm, I can tell you that is. Bullshit! I'm gonna come out and say it. It's bullshit, man. It's it's a sad thing, and and women who have had abortions say as much. It's not liberating, and and the way this is, I mean, when when the when the to, to watch 
the New York, New York, the the, the World Trade Center. Now the World Trade Center lit up. And oh, the, right. The celebrating in, 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 in yes. and these were also male legislators, may I throw in, having a big party. Right. Um, I'm just going to throw out the idea of, you know, um, all these woke corporations who think pro-choice is great, well, they don't want to pay for long maternity leaves. Go take, get it taken care of and be back at work on Monday, all you young women. You think, they, you think they're not thinking that? Or, of course or, they're pro-choice. It's bottom line. Or okay, the big exec, no, it's good. <laughs> the I'm big going. executives, my, my point is the big executives who cause these abortions are either married, <laughs> yes. right? And, or they don't want to pay child support, and yes, right? And, and, right? And, I, and, I, and then you can get in, and I've already, I've already touched on racial differences, the, the, the externality that more minority women, much more, um, three and a half times more likely black women are to have an abortion, um, that is problematical too. But we see one more thing to add. Just a month ago, on, during a, one of our candidates for president, Bernie Sanders, he's probably going to fade up, but he is that high, high a level. You were talking about the peak level. Running for president advocated abortion for population control of third world countries. Can you, that is right. that is that there is our throwaway society right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that other and the Swedish for uh, climate change. We should eat our children. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, that for was climate, I think that was a joke. That was a trolling I, thing. Right. I was, I was but but it was interesting. Yeah. She played that seriously. She thought, right. AOC thought that was someone serious. Yeah. I suspect, and probably statistically mm -hmm. true that most abortion goes back to the selfishness mm -hmm. angle of it is for a matter of convenience. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah. it goes to uh, not wanting to mm -hmm. not wanting to carry the child to term, not wanting to have to make a decision, not wanting to, so, to to be saddled with the consequences. It's simply a matter of convenience and not recognizing that there are viable alternatives. To it now. What we haven't talked about in this is the cons. We've we've been kind of skirting around this issue of when does life begin? Because we presuppose that there's a murder angle, but I would I would guarantee you that most people who have had abortions are either resting on the fact that they don't believe that that that's a viable person in the womb or simply choose to ignore it. Yeah. But I I think statistically, medically, it's provable that it is a viable person because as medical science gets further and further along and further and further sophisticated what used to be a doomed preemie baby as little as five or ten years ago now is sustainable at maybe two or three or four months yeah. they have a much better chance well that's right. that's what uh, six five or six five yes five or six but, but you look but 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 to point to, but basically to get to the basis of your point Actually, ultrasounds been a big factor in the reduction. Abortions have been cut in half pretty much sure. since 1990. Yes. Ultrasound is the because now you can look in at 
at even at, at you know two months. Yeah. And it's a you know a little baby in there. It's, it's you know fingers and all. Detect heartbeat and, 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 and all of that. So yeah. So that's that's part of it. Yeah. There there's this is it's not a clump of cells. Yeah. And, and then you go back to go back to the biblical aspect of it, and there are numerous places in the Bible where. God says, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew you when you were in your womb. I knew you were before you were conceived. Yeah. So It's real clear about that. It, it very much is very clear about that. So at the point of conception, we believe life begins. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. don't, don't to be fair, just, just a shout out. In art class, we had some, we had some discussion about that. I'm not saying we resolved it, but we did have some discussion. Yeah. Some of it came from, from the women in our class. So okay. um, that, that's still, and I, well, I, some, I, we didn't get to the biblical aspect of that, but some others have cited scripture. I'm not sure what it is. But comment, if you know what it is, please, certainly, certainly uh, let us know. But I'll back you up, Larry. Um, my numbers show about of, of the percentages of women who gave reasons for their abortion to the Gutmaster Institute, which is pretty much regarded by both sides, as one of the few things I agree on as, as a reliable source of, of information, uh, only about 7% of the reasons were given were, were for either physical health problems of the mother or fetal health problems, and of that, less than 1% was rape. Uh, the other reasons, which is some 93%, were for, you know, other reasons. Can't afford the baby. I, it's going to interfere with education or career. Not, mat not mature enough, maybe, indeed, that it was a young, too young teenager. But that's, it, we hear a lot about the health side of this. And that's not the, that's far from, that's for a very small reason. And, and in some cases, yes, we will have to take that into account. But I'll, I'll, I'll throw no, no, one, no, one counter out here because just, just to be still, it's, abortion is one of those things, it, it was illegal, if you make it illegal there, there's still going to be in demand for it. How, yeah, how do you care about the safety of the women who are, who, you know, how, how, do you, how do you achieve that social end of well, I hate to go well, too far down the, the rabbit hole since, no, we're getting, we're, since, since we're getting ready to wrap it up anyway. And I'm just going to, well, yeah, but it's going to be it's gonna be a long wrap up because we're talking about murder. There, there's a lot of rope here. There's a lot of rope here to wrap up with. But as I was talking with uh, women uh, in my family, and and that's exactly what she brought up. She brought up, when I talked about murder, she brought up the fact abortion and the fact that we are old guys talking about this and we should leave it up to the women and that kind of thing. And But like Steve said, um, what, do you, what do you feel about the health of women that are going to get it anyway that you really, as an old guy like me, don't have a say in their life anyway. I, I don't. I do want them, if they're going to have it, to have facilities available. Absolutely, to have proper health care. However, if it's my tax dollars and stuff, I don't want them to pay for it. Plain and simple. I don't want to support it, but I don't. I don't want them to go underground and using the coat hanger. And Take a chance of dying. And take a chance of dying. Would, That's pretty much where I draw my line because 
because I'm just a guy, and once you bring this topic up for you men out there and expect to get absolutely slammed about this, you can talk about the war, about the wars and stuff, and the women will talk about the abortions. It's all murder, according to God. And with that, we're going to go ahead and round the room uh, and one get final point. thoughts. One more point. One more point I from just, the pastor. I just, I just want to say, I praise God that my youngest son's biological mother did not abort him, else we would not have him today. Yay. Well, yay. That's a happy thought. <laughs> Was that a consideration? Uh, I don't know, because we don't, okay. we don't know we don't her. Know. Okay. Oh, okay, he's adopted. Yes. Oh, oh okay. I, I didn't get okay. that. I didn't okay. get that. Yes. All right. Your son, okay, you've you got son. to have a son because, and Kyle was Kyle adopted, was and adopted. so was Koshu, professor. Oh, they wow. say, okay. thank yeah. God that their parent is Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. did not abort them. So yeah, that's right. Great example. Gra- so I'd say example. that gives at least them a right, as men, a right to to have an opinion on this. Yeah, I'm yeah. alive and because I'm my alive because, because yeah, I have a because, son. Yes, because yeah. Okay, yeah, awesome, great. awesome deal. That's great. Uh, I'm going to save Michael Cropper for last since this is murder and he's mm-hmm. the judge. So let's go around and get some final thoughts and. Uh, Steve, why don't you go ahead and I'm start it off? I'm going to take this back more again to, to biblical things. In, in, in Matthew 5, 21, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus links murder and anger. And um, yeah. taking it out of today's consciousness, we're thinking about it because back in the Old Testament days, it was probably pretty difficult to out and out kill someone. Um, and you had to be angry because there were no guns, obviously. The, the, the only way to kill someone was to beat them up, beat them to death, or use some kind of sword or blunt instrument. Right. And that, sir, that takes rage. You take, you know, to basically Agreed. beat somebody's skull. I don't have to get too graphic here. And so I, I would imagine that such times there was a murder, it was really done out of rage. Um, out of anger. The two had to go back together. How many cases today? I mean, even today, a lot of murders are, you know, at, you know passion. crimes, crimes of passion. Of passion. There, there's more. It, it's, just that, um, it's just that it's easier to exercise um, your passion by pulling a trigger yes. or stabbing um, a knife. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, but my point being is, yeah, yeah. It is that, that, and Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount linked the two uh, and saying, really, we shouldn't hate or be angry with our neighbor in, and seek to resolve disputes and conflicts. Uh, so that's, I think, also the big takeaway here. The, that anger is, anger is deadly. Uh, and to be mindful of that. And that's, um, and, 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 that, and that is certainly requires prayer and conscious, you know, Settling down of your own inner passions and inner inner demons. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Uh, Pastor Post, good having you back again. And uh, your takeaway from "You shall not murder." Well, I I agree with what what Steve said, and I think it's important enough. I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew five oh, twenty one and twenty two because there are. I mean, it shows the. The passion and the emotion that Jesus brings to to what 
attributing or blinking murder and hatred together. He says in the Sermon on the Mount, as Steve said, he says, You have heard that the ancients were told you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court, and whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, and whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. So this goes back to what Jesus talked about time and time again. The Ten Commandments says you shall not commit adultery, which is what we're going to be talking about next week. Jesus said... Or you'll get murdered. (laughs) And Jesus said, even if you lust in your heart, you're guilty of adultery. This is exactly the same concept. If you even go to the point where you're just simply angry with your neighbor, or you're angry with your brother or your parents from last week, or the week before last, you are guilty... It's the same sin as if you had walked up to someone and in today's time stabbed them in the heart with a knife. Church answer, Larry. That's what I'm going to go ahead and nickname you. All right, Judge Cropper. Yeah. Uh, Reminder, folks, murder here, I think an important part that that I stated at the beginning is, 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 is an intent from the heart. Do you hate a person? Uh, do you hate them so much that you plan on taking their lives? Uh, Pastor Post brought up the fact that if you're trying to rob somebody or steal from them and somebody dies in the act while you were doing this, and we call that robbery, and uh, today we recognize this if you're using a deadly weapon, that can be murder as well. So you may not be intending to take somebody's life, but you intended a particular act that was dangerous and they die as a result of it, then that can be murder as well. So, real quick, the five things we went over. War, uh, is, is there an intent to kill the other person? No, I don't think the intent is there. We talked about the various things. The, the hatred is not there, I don't believe. I believe you, you feel like you have to go to war because you're protecting your family or your country, in most cases, unless you're act, the acting party that wants to steal or take from the other side, right, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Post? Yes. Then suicide, we talked about this. Uh, is, is that an act of murder when a person takes their own life? No, first of all, I don't believe so because you're not killing another person. But Bill and Larry and everyone has discussed the fact that when you, in fact, those people who have committed suicide are usually ill mentally. They're going through some mental disease, whether it's depression, and usually it's depression, right, Steve? You said you yes, looked at yes. some st- statistics on this. So, Very they, rarely are they excessively happy. No. Yeah, very rarely. I'll die now. <laughs> I can mean, yeah. die. I'm having a great time. I just want to die. I'll just no, kill myself. All right, you we, kill me. We briefly hit on capital punishment. Are, are we murdering when we take another person's life who has previously taken someone's life? No, I, don't, I do not think so. The, the Old Testament is clear of that, and you mentioned that with Jesus. Not only did Jesus say... Uh, you have said what not to take one's life, but the mere fact that you call your brother what an infidel, whatever it was, a fool, yeah. you have practically taken his life. He considers it bad, that bad. So he, uh, the capital punishment is not murder if a person has killed somebody else wrongfully and with murder and hatred and malice. Uh, he, he has removed his own protection from God's 
anointing or God's protection. And the new euthanasia, we, euthanasia, we did not talk about that. And that's taking, uh, we mentioned very briefly, Bill did it the first, uh, uh, do, you have, do we take an old person's life because he's worthless or because he's suffering and he doesn't have his mind. Is it mercy? Yes, it's mercy killing. Absolutely. And I think there again. I, I'm too bad we didn't. And I don't want to go down the hole, but maybe we can bring it up at some point. I, I did. Some I did have some thoughts, but I'll, I'll leave them. I'll since we're not going to discuss it. But there, there, yeah. it's a really a subject worth talking about uh, because yeah, of yeah, several directions. Almost we keep this going. Right. Yes. Wait for a little while. Right. Yeah. And then finally, abortion. Uh, everybody's favorite. And, and <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Glad, glad we and solved that. Fa- <laughs> Hey, yeah. Yeah. favorite, hey, favorite issue, not, really. right not something we love, folks, <laughs> right, but it, right. it is a very, very, very dynamic issue at this time. It has been since it came out in 73 with Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court, thinking that they can take the hand of God <laughs> and tell people that they can. Well, we know what you think about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it was a great discussion, folks. We are so glad you joined us. And, Bill, thank you for directing us on these issues. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad we solved everything. <laughs> you know, that was, that, that was a re- really lively hour. Um, <clears throat> you shall not murder, and that is the sixth commandment. And the way I think of it is quite simply this. Who has the right to avenge? No one. No one. So, And with that, this is podcast number 125. You can find us on iHeartRadio, iTunes. All of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. Uh, We're spiritual oasis for men. Man up. We're not pastors, except for Pastor Post, who joined us. We're just regular guys. And we also have a Facebook page, which is at man-up. You can uh, put your questions there or on our website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com. If you're ever in the Sugarland area, stop by Sugarland Baptist Church. We would love to have you here. But we want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. Go participate. Get in a small group discussion, kind of like what we have here. So people will mentor you as long as you're, while you're on that faith journey, kind of like each of us are. And try to find a group that's only men. Because then you can say things that you would get into discussions you never imagined that you'd be able to do, and it will help you immensely. And if there is one, start one! This is Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.